1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, you have the numbers from June to share with us. What can you tell us? Well, June has been on fire, and when we're looking at how June fared compared to last June, it was a phenomenal recovery. Like if you think about what happened in May or April or even March, when we when we finished up March, Tina, we were at fifteen hundred and twenty seven sales for York Region. And then we saw the bottom fallout with the COVID experience. April we did four hundred and sixty seven sales and in May we started to make a little bit of a comeback. We did seven hundred and fifty seven sales. For June, we did 1,430 sales. And how does that compare to last year? So last June, 2019, York Region sold 1,496 homes. So comparatively, we're only down 4%. Now, would you have believed with everything that was being projected about being down 9 to 18% and such that we would only be down 4%? No, I would have thought that it would have been a, a greater margin for sure. And also year-to-date, if you're looking at York Region and how they fared year-to-date, last year at this time, so halfway through the year, York Region had done 7,490 sales year-to-date. This year, we're at 6,339. We're only down 15%. And last month, we were down 22%. So we've made up 7% of that chunk just in the month of June. So I was predicting we would probably be at par by, say, October, we might do that by August. That would be good news indeed. And what does it look like in terms of inventory? Inventory, that's where the struggle is. We are down 35% in inventory. So in at, at the end of June, we had 3,333 homes available for sale in York Region. Last year at this point, we had 5,150, so a significant drop in what's available. But we're starting to see inventory hit the market now. People that were waiting for this to be over to jump onto the market are now getting on the market. So over the next few weeks, I would say, you know, following the uh, probably second week of July, you'll start to see a lot of inventory come on board. So you anticipate that the inventory numbers will be back then as well, that, you know, perhaps folks were just sitting back, waiting for this to happen, maybe even just, you know, we want to just stay put in our homes. Now they're starting to rethink their plans? They are, and consumer confidence is back. And if you look at how low the interest rates are right now and how people are treading pretty carefully, you're starting to see multiple offers and bidding wars, but people aren't paying that crazy amount that they were in 2016. It's it's very structured, and, and people are very, you know, they're being sensible with how much they're overpaying. So you're starting to see forty or $50,000 over asking, but you're not seeing those crazy $150,000, $200,000 over asking prices that people were getting in 2016. So it's, it's a good feeling out there. With inventory, 
there's so much pent-up demand. So even as inventory comes on the market, it's being scooped up. So we're not going to probably end up at 5,000 places on the market in July or August, but you're going to start to see more of a turnover. So although we're selling, you know, 1,400, 1,500 properties a month right now, and we have uh, two months of inventories because we have about 3,300 properties on the market right now, it's still a pretty strong seller's market. And that's not going to change until we start to get into four to six months of inventory. And for that to happen, we have to have the market flooded with inventory. So this market's not going to go away anytime soon. And what about those who anticipate or are hoping for a price drop? What's your message to them? They're going to be losing buying power because there's a lot of speculation that, you know, we're going to have these significant price drops and as you continue to wait and sit on the fence waiting for this price drop and the price continues to climb, you're going to start to be priced out of the market because even if the price goes up 5%, that's 5% of your buying power that was just eroded. So you got to be really careful and, and balance out what's being set out there from the analyst and what's actually really happening in the marketplace because it's two totally different, it's polar opposites and you're gonna, the risk is you'll get priced out by waiting. And the benefit is that if you buy now, that 5% is going into your pocket right away. So Asif, as we wrap up, what is the big headline then from June? And what is your message going forward into July and August? The big headline is that the market is back to the strength that it showed prior to COVID. So we've returned to those levels. Average price is up and that's is mainly because inventory is down 35%. So you're starting to see average price creep up and it's going to continue to do that throughout the rest of the year, throughout the second half of the year. And we're probably going to end up where we were in 2019. And if anyone would have told me in April or May that we would be right where we were in 2019, I would say I will take that just because we've had three months of just you know, the market just being at a standstill and for the market to after six months of the year to be pretty much even with where we were in 2019, that's a great sign. And July and August? July and August are going to continue to be hot. You know, you got to remember that people still want to move in July and August because schools start in September. So although we don't know what the status will be for schools in September, traditionally this is when people move. And Look for July and August to continue the way June has left off, and things are going to be moving fast and furious. When we come back, a check on the rental market. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties with today's guest. Asif? Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Ben Myers. Ben is president of Bullpen Research and Consulting. Ben, welcome back to On the Market. Oh, thanks for having me back. Ben, I've been following you on Twitter, and I know you've been really busy crunching some numbers for the rental market, just trying to figure out what's going to be happening in our 
the real estate landscape. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you've been doing over the last three months and the numbers that you've come up with. Sure, sure. So uh, I work with a company called uh, Rentals.ca. So there are national uh, listings websites. So they have, you know, 20,000 listings across the country. And so they download that, um, those, that listing data to me on a monthly basis and I start crunching the numbers to see what the, what the trends are looking at. So they have, you know, everything from basement apartments and, and, uh, all the way up to, uh, you know, 7,000 square foot single detached homes. So you gotta, Kind of, you know, parse it out and, and look at the, uh, the individual trends by, by, you know, province, by, uh, you know, municipality, by, uh, bedroom type, by property type. So, so essentially, you know, since the, uh, uh the pandemic or the, the, the COVID-19 crisis has, has hit, rents have started to go down. So it starts to trend down, uh, and, uh, certainly in Toronto, in the downtown core, they've really gone down, and that um, we we think we can attribute to a lot of these uh, former uh, short-term rental, you know, um, asterisk Airbnb units coming back on the market with kind of the uh, the death of of tourism and the uh, you know the the the, uh, the stoppage of I guess you know short-term contract work and uh, you know uh, especially the you know the film industry kind of shutting down. Um, so a lot of those people that would have used those units for short term are, are not. And then so those landlords or those owners of those units are now, you know, putting them onto the, the full-time rental market. So we've really seen a decline in, in downtown uh, market for, for rental rates. And what about in terms of students going to college or university, especially in that downtown core, or more people working from home? Has that had an impact? Yeah, I think the, the, the student one's probably the, the bigger factor there. I mean, um, there, there would have been a huge new co- cohort of, of, of students coming in for the summer, uh, season and obviously setting up their, uh, their rentals for, for fall as well. So, you know, with, with classes being, uh, you know, essentially moved online for, for most of the major universities, you know, people that are not already in, in those units are just not going to come. So likely, you know, still stay with mom and dad, or if they were out on their own, maybe they're not coming right downtown to Toronto, to, to Ryerson, or to University of Toronto, or even to even to York, just because you know those are those are all fairly expensive markets to uh, to rent in. So that's that's had a big factor. And then obviously you have to consider you know foreign students not coming, and then you know just straight immigration. Um, Know, really grinding to uh, a halt right now. So uh, those are all you know huge factors that uh, that are playing into the rental market. And the other obviously big factor is is employment. So if you if you don't have uh, you know jobs being created, then you have less household formation, and, and that's what drives uh, rental rates. So uh, less jobs, and those the, the jobs that are being lost are particularly in the, the group of people that rent. So, uh, you know, the service workers, uh, retail workers, you know, manufacturing, you know, kind of the, uh, unfortunately, the lower paying jobs uh, where, where people are, are renting. So that's really had an impact on the market and really sent, uh, you know, rents kind of tumbling. And, and we're not seeing that type of price drop in the 905. How much do you attribute people working from home and being able to work remotely as a driving force between maybe people moving out of the city and instead of a condo into a, a larger home with a yard, because they can work from anywhere now. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to, you know, I go back and forth on what I think the trends are going to be, right? Uh, you know, if, if someone can work from home, maybe they don't have to be, you know, right down Toronto, right close to their job. If they maybe, you know, in the future, they anticipate that uh, their employer will only require them to come in one or two days a week. But then on the flip side, they might say, well, rents have now gone down downtown. And, you know, I don't really want to be on transit with jammed into a, subway with uh with a hundred other people so i really want to walk to work so you know maybe i will live right downtown but then you know then i keep i keep you know flipping back and forth and saying well you know what do people really want to live in a small unit right now if they're they have less time uh, to spend outside of the unit maybe they want a, a bigger place and maybe they start moving to you know the the, the outer 416 maybe they start moving to 905 and, and and maybe they even start to move outside of the GTA altogether right and move to uh in Aurelia or move to a you know the cottage country to uh to, to live up there and, and and come in when they're when they when they need to so it'll be interesting to see how it it plays out i mean no one knows how long the virus is going to be around, how long before we come up with a, a virus and uh, sorry, a vaccine <laughs> to, uh, uh, to solve, solve things. So, um, so I think it's going to be hard for people to, to, to make these types of decisions. But uh, I think in the short term, if, if people can uh, get a place for you know, a similar price with maybe a den so they could set up their work-from-home station, I think they will. But Generally speaking, I think people are just scared to move right now or scared to make any any major decisions. So, so we haven't seen as much movement as we would have expected in the rental market. There was a report recently that described the Ottawa market as coming to a screeching halt. How would you describe the market in Toronto and the GTA? Well, yeah, I don't know if I would say a screeching halt, but uh, probably as much of a halt as, as, as you can see. I mean, in the past, We've seen the turnover rates in the rental market, um, you know, at the lowest in the country. I'm talking for the, the Toronto CMA or Census Metropolitan Area. So CMA seen track this information, and the turnover rate is is less than 10. percent So the so as a um, as a comparison in Regina and the Regina CMA, the turnover was uh, I think in 2017 was 42. <laughs> percent So. 42% turnover in apartments, uh, and compare that to nine. So we have rent control for, you know, every, every rental unit that was completed, uh, prior to, to 2018. So, you know, rent that had been going up so quickly that people were staying in their apartments, even though they may, maybe it wasn't suited for their needs because they're paying a, a lower rate. So we're already seeing lower, lower turnover in the marketplace. And now, you know, do people really want to go out there and search for apartments and, and not knowing, you know, the, the leasing agents and if they're staying healthy and, and what have you. Uh, so I think that's just an, another factor on top of that. And then they're worried about their, their, um, you know, losing their job. So, um, so that's another factor about, you know, going out and paying first and last month's rent, you know, do they really want to go out and, and, and do that? So it has to be some compelling factors to uh, to make them move. But uh, the, one of the Rentals.ca surveys that they did of 16,000 tenants across the country, uh, 50% of them said that they think they would they're going to move during this pandemic, which is much higher number than I would have expected. But um, almost half of those people that said they were going to move are saying they're, they're going to they're going to wait until at least. You know, we're we're in a, some of the final stages of a lockdown, right? So they really feel feel comfortable. So 
uh, it's really throwing a uh, you know kind of a monkey wrench into the rental market, which which makes it even stranger to see you know uh, how well the the resale markets seem to be doing uh, across the GTA, which is you know pretty surprising to everyone. And, and also, I think with the COVID period, a lot of condo buildings had shut down their visitors, so we were not even allowed to show condos to prospective tenants, uh, even buyers. And I think that also has cut down on the rental traffic because people just weren't able to physically get in and check out these units. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it's hard to, to make a decision on where to live just on, on photos and virtual tours, right? You know, I yeah. think you, you want to get in there and get a feel for it. You know, I mean, I'm in the real estate business, and, and I look at floor plans all day, and I, I still can't get a feel for it. You know, I still can't walk into the, the model home and go, which plan was this? You know, <laughs> I just it, it's very difficult for, for most people to, to look at a floor plan or look at a couple photos and get a, and, and get really get a feel for um, you know the 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 home and the unit and, and feel they're going to be comfortable in it. So I think that's a big factor as well. And that's a great segue because we would love to have you back on the show in the future to talk about new bills and how the reduction in home starts is going to be affecting our inventory levels. But Ben, if uh, people want to get more information on the rental market or if they want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Sure. And my website is uh, uh, bullpenconsulting.ca. So I do work for developers, lenders, landowners on the consulting side. Uh, and then I do work for rentals.ca. So check out rentals.ca, the national rent report, lots of great information in there. And I also do a, a blog post for, for torontorentals.com. So, to, so check that out as, uh, as well. So a lot of great information. And I'm on Twitter at Ben Myers 29. So, so don't, don't, don't troll me, but if you're, you know, feel free to ask me a few questions. Thank you so much again. And uh, we look forward to having you on. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. When we come back, this week's hot listing and your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stick around. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from Mary in Vaughan. She wants to know, do you have tips to save for a down payment? How much of the list price is required for a down payment? Asif? Very great questions. I think the best thing to do for saving for a down payment would be take a percentage of your monthly income and just open up a separate account and put that in there. And that way you know you're not going to be touching it. You can also, remember, you can also borrow from your RRSPs. So depending on your strategy for your RRSP investments, you could talk to an accountant and ask them how much you can borrow from there in order to put that down as your down payment as well. So there's lots of different ways. I think the easiest way is just to open up a separate bank account, and every month you put in a percentage of your income or a percentage of your savings into that account, and you don't touch it. As far as what's required for a down payment, now there's two different aspects to it. There's a deposit that you have to put down when you have an accepted agreement, and then there's the down payment. So the deposit is usually 5% of the selling price of the property, not the list price. And the other part, uh, the, the actual down payment percentage, it really depends on your financing and what your bank requires you to put down. 
Sometimes people can get away with 10% down, 20% down. Some people may want to put 30% down. So it really depends on how they qualify for their mortgage, how much they need to put down to qualify for that mortgage, and the bank will be able to guide you in the right direction there. Our next question comes from Jacob in Thornhill. He wants to know if there are deals to be found on the market right now. Asif, what do you think? Well, surprisingly enough, yes, there is. And if you find the right property, you have to jump on it right away. So, Jacob, in order to take advantage of any of these deals that come on the market, because they don't last, they may last two or three hours. So you want to make sure that you are ready to go with your financing, with your down payment or your deposit, and also make sure that uh, you have a home inspector on standby in case you need to get in there right away in the next hour or two, get a home inspection done if you need one at all, and be ready to pounce on these deals. But they're very few and far between, but they do happen, and uh, you just got to be ready to act. And there still is an opportunity to do that home inspection. Take the time to actually kick the tires, right? There sure is. And people often think that they need to put a condition and do a home inspection after the fact, after they've tried to purchase a home. But the reality is in competition, you may not have that opportunity to put in a home inspection clause because there may be three or four other people that don't have that and they'll end up getting the home. But you can do one before you put the offer in. So it'll cost you three or $400 for a good home inspector to go in. But it's part of the process in in creating a peace of mind for you that you can go in with a solid offer without a home inspection condition because you've done it in advance. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can contact me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And we have just enough time for the On the Market hot listing. Asif, over to you. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Heather Cooper, and Heather has probably the premier listing in Cornell right now. Heather, tell us more. That's right. This week's hot listing is easily the nicest and most desirable home in all of Cornell. Not only is it one of the largest homes in the neighborhood, but it also sits on one of the largest lots and features a breathtaking backyard with an in-ground saltwater pool a really cool water fountain. It's got built-in natural gas fire pits and an impressive outdoor kitchen. The backyard is spectacular. Inside, you've got four bedrooms, four bathrooms, but what makes this house so incredible are all the features and the attention to detail that has been put into this home. The main floor features coffered ceilings, pot lights throughout, and gorgeous light fixtures. The dining room has a stunning feature wall with a backlit fireplace. This kitchen is one of my favorites with a large center island and a waterfall countertop, has custom cabinetry, and a servery with a walk-in wine cellar. Upstairs has four bedrooms and two full bathrooms, including a master spa-like retreat. And this home even has a bonus loft on the third floor uh, with a separate office space and a large skylight. The basement's completely finished with a large rec room, spare bedroom, and three-piece bath. This home is just incredible. And Heather, when I first walked through this home, if I could sum it up in one word, I would call it a masterpiece. I mean, this home really has everything outside, inside, the size of the lot, the size of the home, the finishings. I mean, everything has been done to the nines in this home. Every last bit of it. And that's why I said the attention and detail that has been put into this home, it's, it's just incredible. It's jaw-dropping, really. And Heather, what's this price tag? 
So this one is actually priced well. It's priced at $1,488,000. And at that price point in this neighborhood, this one is sure to attract multiple bidders. And if they need more information... Okay, this home is located at 32 The Meadows Avenue in Markham. And for more information, they can contact any of us from Teen Con at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Heather. And looking forward to seeing this listing in person soon. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.